My name is Liana Lauterbach, and I'm an eighth grade math teacher. Actually, I don't teach math this year, so out of habit seeing that. I'm actually teaching AVID this coming up year at a charter school right outside of Dallas, Texas. I have a really unique teaching history, but the most recent part of my story, I started teaching sixth grade math in January 2020. COVID happened over spring break, and we didn't end up going back. So in August 2020, after that summer and everything had ended, I started teaching eighth grade math. That's where the habit of saying I teach eighth grade math comes in. We were remote for a month. And then when we went back, I taught online and face-to-face students for the remainder of that school year. I'm not sure which year really to consider my first year of teaching with all the craziness. Like, do I count that half semester that, you know, whatever, right before COVID? Do I count the full year? I really don't know. Um, so this is my second, going into my second full year of teaching. And like I said, I'll be teaching eighth grade AVID, which is kind of like a college prep class, kind of like study skills, teaching students to get more organized and just be a better overall student. So how I got to this point is a show for a later time, but I did have a very interesting student teaching experience before all of that transitioning out of it and into teaching was a total and complete struggle bus. My mental and physical health were more than rocky. My relationships in my life were barely even existent. I had no idea how to juggle all of the responsibilities I had and there wasn't much help for me to end up figuring it out. I thought I was just stuck being a teacher in this life where I had no life outside of teaching. I had no idea how to juggle all of my responsibilities I had and there wasn't help for me to figure it out like I said. I found there's really not much substantial support for these things that I was going through. No matter what platform I tried to help support me here, I just, I couldn't find help. So I found that there really wasn't any help with universities that was, that were, let me back up. I didn't find that universities were really preparing their education students um, or their future teachers for these kinds of things um, in alternative certifications, in PDs. There's really nothing kind of bridging that gap. So that's what really led me to starting a podcast and fueling my fire to support new teachers. So my university program, like I said, it didn't teach me anything beyond really the textbook. I mean, we would talk about different little situations, but nothing in like the real world. Like, hey, Liana, how are you going to do this? Um, You know, you want to give like the best profound answer to your professors to really impress them and it wasn't a realistic like oh this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna run away from the box of chocolate so I don't eat it all and end up crying after because I just ate the box of chocolate or what do you do whenever there's a real parent that's actually really mad at you or what are you gonna do whenever x y or z happens you know and so how do you still maintain whenever this stuff is happening in class how do you still maintain your life outside of it? Um, it just wasn't realistic expectations and strategies to deal with. So um, I, throughout the course of this last year, had a professional goal of listening to podcasts. And I've really fa- I found three podcasts that are my absolute favorite. My first one's Teaching to the Top. Um, second, Edgy Magic, and the third one is 10-Minute Teacher Podcast. And I love each of these podcasts for different reasons, but primarily Edgy Magic. I love it because it it specifically is speaking to student teachers and very like very new teachers. And so it's kind of where my idea for starting my own podcast came from. And this is just a test run. I'm probably going to post it just so I know how to make the podcast. Um, so bear with me through this and I hope that you can still get something through it.
So in all, like I said, I decided to create this podcast really to prepare student teachers that are in their clinicals, new teachers, really all teachers with ed tech tips, whatever those that looks like for you, any educator really in whatever step they're in. Um, a few more things about me before I do dive into this first test show or real show that I end up posting. I'm the oldest child of five. I'm an aunt to some beautiful little babies. My parents are divorced, so school is always an interesting thing for me, and that's what I'm going to actually dive into later on into the show, just kind of how that impacted me with the diverse situations that you don't even know that your kids are going home to. That really spoke to me in and motivated me to become an educator, just the different things that I knew I was going through at home, knowing that my students were going through similar things or just difficult things, really understanding that not everyone's situation might look like yours. So currently I'm earning, actually about to finish in two weeks, my master's in math curriculum instruction at the University of Texas at Arlington. I'm actually working as well on my Google, I don't know why I said actually, but I'm working right now on my Google trainer certification so that I can help other teachers or so I can help teach other teachers how to use Google in their classrooms. I love, 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 love Apple everything. I'm currently talking myself out of buying an iPad because do I actually need it? Yes and no. Can I live without it? Yeah. Um, but that's another note. I really want an iPad really bad, but other things are a priority right now. Um, I love working out, eating healthy, and like I said in this developing my new passion for podcast, I'm developing a new passion for reading. Um, I'm telling myself that I love reading because if I tell myself I don't like reading, then I'm going to have a very negative mindset about it. So I'm love. I love to read is what I'm telling my, telling myself now. I'm currently reading The Go Giver by sitting right here next to me. I don't even know who it's by. Bob Berg and John David Mann. I feel like I said that so weird, but um, that's what I'm reading right now. It's a really good book. I like really short, like 100 page books about things that I like, and I'll actually make another episode of books that I'm reading. But I have a goal this year to read 12 books, and so far I've read two, and we're in j- end of June, so I have six more months to read 10 books. So here we go with that. And as I finish those, I will let you know to maybe make an episode about all the books I've read this year and give you some ideas. Um, I've actually grown a lot from reading them. So that's actually why I am falling in love with reading. I always read things that like was like Harry Potter and things I was not interested in at all. So of course, dumb and I hate reading. So actually finding stuff that I like and enjoy has been a total game changer for me. Um, I love sleeping. Love it. Terrible alarm clock waker up or two. Um, and that was Leona's English, but I'm terrible at waking up at al- two alarm clocks. Um, I love binge watching Netflix and yeah, I already told you that I fell in love with podcasts this year. So that is beginning our journey into our very first episode. So I'm in this episode, I'm probably not, I don't know, at this point, I don't plan on adding like an intro or really even a podcast title. I think I have one. I really have to play around and see if I even like it. Um, but in addition to that, I'm not like adding any music. I don't think good at this point. I don't know. Um, I just really want to test out and see how I upload this and what all that stuff looks like. So as we begin this first episode today, we're going to start with a couple of questions that were asked in a student teaching group that I posted in on Facebook. If you're not already in a digital community, you should definitely join one. I suggest going on Facebook and typing in student teaching group and join that. So here you can ask a bunch of teachers, 
people that are in your similar situations, different questions that you might have, and people will go and answer them for you. So a couple weeks ago, I posted a question um, explaining to people like, hey, I'm going to make a podcast for student teachers. What are questions that you might have? And I got a bunch of different questions. Um, I'll read a couple of them to you really quick, like how to prepare for the first day of teaching, how to feel confident you're enough for your students, how to prepare for the first day or week of school, what to expect for the first day of student teaching, what questions do I ask my stu- about student teaching to your mentor teacher, other teachers in your school, how to take initiative during student teaching and how to start doing so now, how to stand out as a student teacher and what are mentor teachers looking in for looking for in their student teachers for new teachers how do you make curriculum and your classroom your own and how do you manage your work-life balance so that's just some of the questions that I had and so just this being the very first episode I kind of wanted to start on a point of I know these students you guys are getting ready for your student teaching so you can only control very limited things right now so that's why I wanted to focus on this question Um, talking about what materials do I need for my student teaching. So I'm jogging my memory going through these things. I, this is the list I've compiled so far and I will be adding to this as well. Again, I'm probably most likely going to end up redoing this episode or just adding to it later. So stay tuned, but Here's a list of the most important things that I can think of and suggest for you to already have ready to go. Keep in mind, these are things I personally used and would suggest also based off of my teaching experience. Some are not for everyone, but these are pretty general. um, And really the only thing that I would say is maybe not the most necessary thing is a laptop because maybe your university gives you one, maybe the school your student teaching gives you one, whatever that case is. Mine, I was not in a situation to have either of those, so I had to take my own laptop, but either way, you need one, and I'll hit on that whole point in a minute, but anyway, so let's get started. So I have, looks like 13 um, different things that I'm going to suggest to you to purchase or just at least have ready to go starting your student teaching. Actually, this is 14. Um, so first and foremost, a lunchbox. You're going to want to pack a lunch to save money and time as well as fuel your body or as well as knowing what you're filling your body with. Secondly, you're going to want to a reusable water bottle. Um, you're definitely going to want to stay hydrated with all the talking you're doing. I have a large 64 ounce bottle and then I also take a smaller cup that I just refill throughout the day using that large water bottle. So to help myself drink more water as well, I flavor it with flavor packets from Walmart and later on I'll talk all about going to the bathroom and how to still manage drinking water and just being healthy in general. You're going to want a lanyard for your badge and keys. Now there's some like really cutesy dootsy little lanyards on like Amazon and on Instagram and TikTok, whatever you might find. Like, yeah, they're super cute, but in reality, you don't need a $20 lanyard. Like I have a, I, mine was like actually free from my brother. Um, so you don't need anything crazy like that. Um, but if you want to get that, go for it. You're as a student teacher, aren't going to have any money though. So use those dollars sparingly and wisely. Um, You're going to want vitamin C powder packets. Your immune system definitely needs to be built strong and it needs to be able to maintain that with all the germs that you're going to be exposed to. So whether you keep that in your classroom and drink that once a day or at your house, whatever that routine looks like for you, you're going to want those to start building your immune system up. Um, A tumbler for to for holding your coffee in. I'm struggling with the words. Okay, so you're going to need a tumbler to hold your coffee in. My school provides K-cups, so I just leave my cup in my room and I wash it every day. And then whenever I go to the teacher's lounge during my conference period, I'll just fill that up with a um, 
a K cup of coffee. Some schools don't offer this. I know where I did my student teaching, they did they had a coffee maker, but they didn't have the K cups. So I would have to have K cups with me if I wanted to use it, or I would just fill it up at home, whichever that whatever that day looked like for me. Six, you're going to want a bag of your favorite markers or pens. So especially depending on what your student teaching experience looks like with your mentor teacher. I had a mentor teacher. I had two. One was super sweet. Let me use all her stuff. The other one, I was like in my own world and it was an interesting time. Um, So I ended up buying my own bag of my favorite pens and markers and I just kept them with me all the time. My favorites are definitely Papermate flare pens, mechanical pencils, and erasable friction I think that's how you say friction pins. So this totally saves you whenever you're grading because if you do make a mistake, you can just erase it really quickly. Um, I, looking back at when I first started grading stuff, I did not know what in the world I was doing. So I would like scratch these kids' papers out. It was so bad. Um, And then I was like, okay, wait, hold on. I didn't put that on the other kids' paper, but they put the same thing. So then I would go scratch it out and it was terrible. Like, I would be so embarrassed if I got a paper back like that whenever I first start grading. But it's, this really helps more so in grade books, I find. Um, that was a totally different note, really. But that was I was talking more so about grading on people's papers, on students' papers. This pen really comes in handy, too, and both of them. But mostly whenever I'm grading my grade book and if I make a mistake, I can go back and I can erase it. Instead of having, like I was scribbling out before, instead of scribbling out my grade book, I could just erase it. So number seven, I lose everything if it does not have a spot. I literally can't find it. So if you're a mentor teacher and you have a good relationship, like I told you I did with one of mine, you can leave a command hook in the classroom to put your key, put your car keys on. This is what I did. And this is what I do in my classroom as well. Um, I don't leave it where the students can get it. I put it on my filing cabinet where the students don't walk near that at all because it's behind my desk. And so I hang my car keys up there every day because I don't want to lose those. Last thing I would want is a student to steal my keys. I teach middle school and you just never know. Um, and they have AirPods on them. They're just valuable. I wouldn't want to lose my car keys. So I always put them in the same spot. Um, instead of, cause I would find myself there in my desk drawer, they're on top of the filing cabinet. They're just like in a different spot. So that's what I do. That's what I would suggest doing. Um, The other mentor teacher, because I would like roll my cart in there each day, I just out of respect for the fact that we did not have a good relationship and I needed to respect their space. I just kept my keys in, I think my purse inside the little rolling cart. I don't remember what I did, but I just remember I put them in the same spot every day in that cart. Um, So really just making sure you have the same spot there. Um, I also hit on having a laptop. So you're going to want to, you're going to want to practice how to use digital sources prior to your beginning to teach whenever you're leading your own classroom. So before I had a Mac, I had an HP, would not suggest it. The best laptop I've ever used, which is actually very more than friendly with my lessons and all the devices I have is my Mac. It is a lot of money, but wow, can I say it's such an investment. If you're still a college student, Best Buy will actually give you a discount if you take your student ID up there. And you can also do a 12-month finance plan and pay it off before the time is up so you don't owe interest on it. So for instance, like if I, if you wanted to pay it off in 10 months before that 12-month period was up, you would just divide whatever that total is, $3,000 say, by 10 and make those monthly payments each time. And then get it done before the interest starts building up because right now in student teaching, you don't have money. And so that really helps as well. And then on top of it, you end up starting building your credit as well. So it's a, it's a win-win for you. 
three times in a row. So that's what I did. I got mine four years ago and it still works like a charm. And so also note that Best Buy and Apple or one of them, I don't, I'm not sure which one, they do a promotion come August for teachers to get discounts on iPads and laptops. I don't know if it's more devices than just that, but I know it's at least on those two that I've heard. And I'm actually going to be looking into that to buy myself that, um, iPad. So hopefully I can find that deal and when I can do that because I really, 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 really want one. Um, so a planner. So this is number nine. Now I did buy the happy planner initially when I first started my student teaching because my mentor teacher had it and was like, oh, this is so cutesy dootsy. And you know, I got the stickers and labels and like the laminated cover and like you could rip the pages out and like it was just so cool, right? Well, I would not waste my money on this planner. Yes, like I said, it's super cute. The stickers, it's all all the like cutesy dootsy Instagram, TikTok, teacher worthy things, like all the pictures. But I was actually never getting anything done with it. Every minute counts for a teacher. And the minutes I was spending in that planner weren't actually being productive towards the minutes I needed to get stuff done. Like it just was not working. So during my time teaching this last year, I actually created my own planner based on periods, planning times, uh, addressing your mental and physical health being prioritized outside of school, your personal and professional goals, so many things. This is actually a printable planner that you can find in my Teachers Pay Teacher store. You can find that at the Contract Hour Teacher. I'm not saying this to like sell it to you. I mean, yeah, like you have to go buy it, but I'm not saying like, hey, go get a planner and buy mine. I'm saying this is actually something that I okay let me back up there's a podcast called the one I told you about the teaching to the top where they're talking about challenging teachers to only work contract hours and I was like that's a joke that's stupid so I will listen to the next episode well actually I like them so much so I kept listening to it I was like y'all are dumb well then like the, a week later they posted another episode and was talking about the contract out like well how you can work contract hours and all this stuff and I was like you know what I had a hard day at school I was like you know what these little kids are crazy I'm only working these contract hours that I have to. So I'm going to take their challenge and I did it. And holy wow, you can do it. You have to be able to intentionally manage your time prior to having stuff start happening um, and really just knowing what you're doing in each of those minutes. So that planner really does help you. And like I said, beginning your student teaching, you're so overwhelmed. You just, I mean, just so overwhelmed. So really beginning with that that end goal in mind helps so much. And so if you do want that, again, my Teachers Pay Teacher store is the Contract Hour Teacher. You can find that um, posted in there. It's literally saved my life. And again, it can help teach you how to work contract hours, still being able to live your life outside of the classroom while also providing quality instruction to your students. It's a great thing. Go get it. Um, number 10, a bag. So I had a specific teacher bag and I would take everything home every night. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Um, That was during my student teaching. My first year teaching, I did the same or, you know, that awkward little semester, whatever, right before COVID happened. And then my first year teaching, I did, I think, I think I took that bag home probably for the first like three or four weeks after we returned back face to face. And then, no, it was the first semester because my sister got me a purse for Christmas and I was like, you know what? I'm not taking anything home anymore. I didn't take my grade book home. I didn't take zero. I just took my laptop because I use that. So like my Mac, I use that so much more than my school laptop. So I'd take that and my charger and my lunch and my water. And that was about it. I didn't take any more school things home because I just found myself 
again, living no life at home. So I just decided to finally let me leave my stuff at school. Um, so many teachers would tell me that. And so many teachers will also tell you that. And you're going to think they're absolutely insane. Like, I owe my students this. Like, I have to do this. No, leave it at school. It can wait. Um, now, make sure you're doing your job and not just everything's, I can wait. It can wait. Like, you have to be able to manage your time. So those are the top 10 things that are maybe not top, but those are 10 things that I would say go ahead and have ready to go starting whenever you start your student teaching or even your first year teaching. Um, and so I don't really think I, I don't feel like I finished that bag bullet. Um, so, I mean, yes, you can get a teacher bag if you wanted to. I just have a purse. It's like a little, it's bigger than a size. It's just a normal size purse. It fits my laptop in it and that's it. Um, so really, if you just had something like that, just carry your everyday things in, that would work. I mean, I don't take a super nice purse. I mean, I think my purse is nice, but it's not like a Louis Vuitton or anything um, because that would be crazy to take to school with little children, whether you teach elementary, middle, or high school. Um, so those are 10 things that you can go ahead and get ready now. 11 things that you can get ready now that you're going to be leaving in your classroom. So have a phone charger because the worst thing you can do is have a dead phone at school. Even though you are not on your phone pretty much at all during the day, you don't want to go with a dead phone because you never know if your phone isn't charged at night, whatever the situation might be, just be prepared. Um, next, you're going to want to have a thing of perfume. You never know if you're going to go outside for a fire drill and come in and you're just like, wow, I just need a little bit of refresher. So have some perfume, like a little travel thing from Bath and Body Works. Just leave it in your classroom. I like leave it in a little bucket, my filing cabinet with lotion, a hair comb, because again, you don't know if you're going to go out to a fire drill. It's super windy outside and then you come in looking like a scarecrow or like you just went through a tornado or whatever it is. So a hair comb or brush and then also a bag of pads and tampons. Never know when that's going to happen to you. So you're going to want to make sure you have your own stuff there. I also have a separate bag for my students of just pads. I don't give them tampons at all, but I do have a little student bag for my girls. If they do have that emergency, they know where the where that is. They just say, hey, I need the llama bag because there's a llama on it and they'll go to the restroom with that bag. But I don't, I have my own separate stash of stuff for me specifically. Um, next, this is something I would suggest not having in your room. So I never leave candy for myself just because it's so easy to turn to on such a long and hard day, which is ultimately every day. Every day, there's some reason to have a piece of chocolate or snack that's not good for you. And teachers will always tell you, it's so funny to hear because they'll always tell you, hey, you need to have a snack or candy stash. You need to have this. So I highly vote against this because it just begins unhealthy habits and attachments to food. I personally have very, un I mean, not very unhealthy, but I do have unhealthy, an unhealthy healthy relationship with food whenever I am emotional, things of that nature. So I just automatically don't even allow myself to be around it um, in my classroom. So yes, this job is hard. That doesn't mean you have to be unhealthy though. So maybe have extra water bottles in your room. I don't know. Have something. I don't really keep any extra food other than my lunch because if I do have, the, if I do have a bag of chips, even if they're vegetable chips, like I'm going to eat them veggie chips because it's just easy to do right now. So I vote against having, vote no against having any food in your classroom. So don't listen to those crazy teachers that are like, oh, have this in your room. Teachers have to have chocolate every day. No, no, ma'am. No, sir. Negative. Okay. Last thing. You're going to want a little like medicine thing. And you don't, again, you do not have to have all these little like cutesy dootsy little containers. I'm 
almost over me saying cutie duty, but you don't have to have all these little things of um, like, this is my medicine thing. This is my hairbrush container. This is whatever. Like I have all of this stuff in a bucket and it's just all there. So I have ibuprofen, cough drops, throat spray, and a thermometer just because I don't want to go use the kid's thermometer at the nurse's office. Like if I'm sick, I'm gonna use my own thermometer. Um, and so of course, no, these are all for yourself. You cannot give your students ibuprofen or cough drops, throat spray. Like you can't give them any of that stuff. I have so many girls this year teaching eighth grade. Miss Slaughterback, I'm cramping. Miss Slaughterback, do you have ibuprofen? My mom said you can give me some. No, ma'am, I cannot give you ibuprofen. So, student teachers, new teachers, if your kid tells you you can give them ibuprofen, no, you cannot give them ibuprofen. Note that because I thought that was some of my kids like, well, you are a really nice kid, and I know you're in, like you aren't feeling good. So, and I'm, these are all thoughts in my head. I'm like, oh, I could give you ibuprofen. No, no, don't even go there don't. So just a real quick recap. And again, these are not everything, but these are just some of the main things that I pulled out for you to go ahead and start focusing on if you are compiling a list of things. So a lunchbox, a reusable water bottle, a lanyard for badge and keys, vitamin C packets, a tumbler to hold your coffee, a bag of your, a bag to hold your favorite markers and pens. So again, my favorites were Papermate flare pens, mechanical pencils, and erasable friction pens. If you are looking how to spell that, it's F-R-I-X-I-O-N. Um, a command hook for your keys, a laptop, a planner. And if you're looking for my planner, the one that I would suggest you use is in my teacher's pay teacher store at the contract hour teacher. A bag of any sort, whether that's some kind of teacher bag, a purse. I would suggest a purse for the way I teach, but not everybody is like that. A phone charger and an adapter. I think that's called an adapter. Whatever the little box is for the wall. I don't know. I just call it the little box for the wall. Um, perfume, lotion, a hairbrush, a bag of pads and tampons inside the bag. Um, never candy, guys. Ibuprofen, cough drops, throat spray, and a thermometer. So I hope those little things help you get a head start or kind of just a starting point for what, where you are going to start your student teaching, kind of make you feel a little more prepared as you're getting ready for that. If you guys have any other questions, I would be very grateful for you to, I don't really know how you're going to contact me yet um, because this is all kind of a test run. So for right now, if you want to email me, my email is lia. N is a Nancy, A, M is a monkey, L A U, T is in Tom, E is in Edward, R, B is in Bob, A C H at gmail.com. That was Liana M. Waterback at gmail.com. That way I can go ahead and answer any of your questions that you might have in a, a later podcast. Um, any crazy stories you want to share, anything that um, you want to talk about or that you want me to talk about here on the show, I'm really just kind of getting my feet wet with this whole idea. And like I said, I didn't have anyone to support me in the things that I was looking for. And so I would sit there and try and Pinterest everything and Google it. And I just could not with my life. And so it's really why I wanted to go ahead and prepare you guys for this kind of thing in a very um, firsthand real life experience with talking about these these situations that you're about to be entering as well and let you know that you aren't alone in any of this. Um, so I really thank you guys if you stuck with me through this whole episode. If you did, I would appreciate any kind of feedback from you, any thoughts. Again, email me at Waterback at gmail. And I hope you have a great day. 
I don't really know how to end the rest of this podcast. Um, I'm thinking about naming, so my, and then I'm going to end it, but I wanted to tell you. So my Teachers Pay Teachers store name is called the Contract Hour Teacher, really supporting teachers how to, again, work Contract Hour Teachers because I believe it's very possible even despite my original beliefs of believing it did not or doubting that it did. Um, But I really think I want to name my podcast The Healthy Educator because being a healthy educator is not only, hey, am I doing my job well at school? It's what do all the hats look like outside of school that you're wearing, whether that be a mom, a dad, a grandma, a grandpa, a sister, brother, girlfriend, boyfriend, um, neighbor, someone at church, a friend, whatever, whatever that looks like. Um, you can't really be a healthy teacher if you can't do all of these other, if you're struggling in all these other areas and you feel like you're neglecting other roles. And so it's really just how to maintain that work-life balance, basically. How do, how do I do this teacher thing and still have a life outside of it? So I really think I'm leaning towards the healthy educator, um, Plus, I really like the, like, okay, for instance, Edgy Magic. What a great name. Like, who, I want to know who, like, how did you think about that? And there's, who else? The Cool Cat Teacher. Like, the, the, just, it's amazing. And then the Teaching to the Top, the, the two T's. Like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, how do I create something as good as this? Like, I'm a math person. Like, I'm not good with this alliteration and all this English stuff. So, I was thinking I'm I'm more the like marketing type of, okay, well, what looks good and, you know, or if it does sound good, like edgy magic, like "Mm, you did a good job there, you know? So I've been really trying to think of something that just like rolled off tongue very easily and I just can't think of anything. But then I was thinking about, I don't know why I was thinking about the word the, like I don't ever think about the word. I don't even know if that's what I was thinking about, but I think that's what I was thinking about teaching to the top and all I could think of was the T in it. So I started with that and then I was like the something healthy teacher, THT. And I was like, ah, no, that doesn't work. So I was like the healthy educator. And then it was, that ends up making T-H-E. So that's where the healthy educator came from because if I were to make stickers or just that logo in general, it's going to end up saying the. And so that's very interesting to someone else. Like, what is the? Um, I don't know. Maybe it won't be anything. Maybe it will. Sounds pretty dope for now. So I'm going to call it the, maybe T-H-E, T. I don't know. The healthy educator is what we're going with right now. Um, so again, I'm going to log off now. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.